Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to look at a passage from Luke 19. This is actually one of my favorite stories in the Gospel of Luke. I'm going to read beginning in verse 1. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. And all who saw it began to grumble and said, he's gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. And then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray that you would help us to see truth in this story about Jesus and Zacchaeus. God, I pray that you would help us to transcend maybe our children's church understanding of a story about a short little fella up in the top of a tree. God, this is a very grown-up story. Help us to see the truth here, truth that might set us free, that might help us to be renewed in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm really excited to unpack this for you because I think there's so much here. There's uh, more than meets the eye in a story like this. And so we're just going to dive right in and I'm going to share some thoughts with you that I hope are going to help aim and guide your heart as you seek the Spirit's renewal today. So the first thing I want us to sit with here is being a tax collector in a city like Jericho would have been a very, very lucrative job. Jericho is a wealthy town and Zacchaeus is a wealthy tax collector. And so living in a place like Jericho, a man like Zacchaeus would have been in a great position to make a lot of money. And so people hated this dude. His fellow Jews really hated him because the only thing worse than being a tax collector at the time of Jesus was being a chief tax collector. And Zacchaeus is like the worst of the worst. He's rich. He runs a cadre of tax collectors. He's hated by his community. People probably grumbled and rumbled and cursed when he walked by. Nobody liked this dude. His fellow Jews felt that he had betrayed them because here he is extorting taxes from them, giving it to Rome, and getting rich in the process. And he actually has a whole bunch of sketchy people working for him who are getting rich in the process. So Jews felt that they were justified to hate tax collectors. They also felt that they were justified in lying to tax collectors. And so it was okay for them to lie and hate a guy like Zacchaeus. So that's the setting. Jesus, we're told, intends to pass through Jericho. The Bible tells us in this passage that he's passing through on the way to Jerusalem. If you read this text in light of the verses that immediately precede them, 
you see that Jesus has just healed a blind man just as he enters Jericho. And this would have caused quite a stir in the town. People would have been uh, clamoring to see what it was that was, um, what kind of power was at work that was causing the miraculous to happen. The words Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, they're meant to give us a context clue. Jesus had almost certainly, according to the custom of the day, been invited to stay as a gesture of hospitality, to spend the night in Jericho as a gesture of thanksgiving and hospitality after performing the miracle that he had performed right before this passage. And he refuses the offer. He says, guys, I've got to go on through. I've got to get to where I'm headed. So he, he almost certainly rebuffs an invitation to stay the night. We're told that he's passing through. The second thing that I think we have to sit with in this passage is that Zacchaeus, this hated man, is really interested in being connected to Jesus. But he has some problems. Number one, he's a sketchy dude. Number two, he's short. And so this guy is like got every reason in the world to not want to associate with Jesus, a religious leader, and yet he does. And you may be listening to me today, and you may be um, a sketchy person. You may have a checkered past or a personality that rubs people the wrong way. You maybe have even sinned in your life in a way that causes some people to think, oh, she's that lady or that's that guy that's done so much wrong. Y'all, Zacchaeus is such a wonderful example to us. He, he did have a checkered life. He, he was a person of questionable reputation and he was interested in Jesus. Do you know that it's possible for both of those things to be true at the same time? See, we want people to be either all good or all bad. And the longer you live, the more you realize we're all a mixed bag. We all have so much going on in us, and it's not all good. Well, Zacchaeus here is a wonderful example of someone who has real character problems, and he finds himself being drawn to Jesus. And so I just want to say to you today that if you have some character problems, some sin issues, and you find your heart tender and open to the Lord, maybe you're listening to this podcast because you find yourself drawn and you don't even know why. You're in really good company. Zacchaeus was drawn to Jesus even though there was stuff in his life, stuff at play in his life that just wasn't like it ought to be. And yet, he finds himself wanting to find out more about Jesus. So he knows that if he's going to connect to Jesus, if he's going to get to him, he's going to have to be really proactive and really intentional because he's hated and he's short. So what does he do? He actually runs out of town and he does, uh, he climbs a tree. So two things, he runs, he climbs. Both of those things would have been highly irregular, almost scandalous for a man in ancient Palestine to do. Men did not run in public and uh, men certainly did not climb trees. And so this guy's already doing things that are highly outside the norm. He, he's crossing some boundaries because he's just desperate to, to interact with Jesus, to at least get a glimpse of him. So what would have happened if Zacchaeus had said, well, I'm drawn to Jesus, but, you know, if he and I are supposed to meet, it'll just happen. I don't think he would have connected to Jesus this day. And so I want to say to you, if you feel drawn to Jesus, you will have to make intentional choices about how you're going to place yourself in a space where you might encounter Jesus. And that's what Zacchaeus teaches us. He took intentional steps, despite there being obstacles, in order to put himself in a space where he would connect to Jesus. Now, here's something we know from history. 
um, the text tells us that he ran ahead and then he climbed a sycamore tree, which has low branches. So a sycamore tree would have been perfect for a short guy like Zacchaeus because it had low branches and it had big leaves, which would have helped a short guy climb and a grown man hide in the tree. So it's like the perfect tree for a short grown man who doesn't want to be seen at the top of a tree. What we know from history is this. In Jericho, these trees were only allowed to grow 75 feet or more outside the time, town limits. So Kenneth Bailey, who's a, a theological, historical anthropologist, one of my favorite writers, he writes extensively about this. So the town would have been free of trees, and then the trees would have grown and been planted outside of town. So what Zacchaeus is trying to do here is to pick a spot where he hopes the crowd would have already dispersed. He doesn't want to be seen. He's 75 feet or more outside of town. But by the time Jesus gets there, the crowd has not dispersed. So Jesus looks up and he sees Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is willing to do something. He's willing to put himself in a position to encounter Jesus. And I just want to ask you, are you? Are you willing to put yourself in a position to encounter Jesus? Zacchaeus takes intentional steps. Well, by the time he gets there, Jesus looks up and initiates contact with him. He says, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. Like, I've got to come to your house. And you might ask yourself the question, like, how on earth does Jesus even know Zacchaeus's name? I mean, he might have known it supernaturally. But I think the more likely reason for him knowing Zacchaeus's name in this moment is that when Zacchaeus is spotted in the tree, like the onlookers in the crowd who hate his guts are looking up and jeering and insulting him and using his name. So Zacchaeus is paying a price right now. And, and Jesus looks at him and says, Zacchaeus, I, I want to spend time with you. And I think that one of the real invitations for us in a passage like this is, is this. None of us, none of us are excluded from Jesus wanting to spend time with us. Not one of you. You're all capable. You're all deserving of the attention of God and capable of responding to him. And I would say that if you're in a place right now to where you feel vulnerable, maybe even compromised, like there are some sin patterns at play in your life, like you've got a past or you've got some shame, I just want to say Jesus looks at you and he says, come down. I want to spend time with you. We're not disqualified from the attention of God. And I would also say this, maybe you know someone right now who is far from God. They are not beyond the reach of Jesus. And so Jesus looks at Zacchaeus and he says, I, I want to come to your house. I want to associate with you. I want to share a meal with you. And this would have been really scandalous because you, if you'll remember what I said at the beginning, there had been people, good people, presumably, who'd invited Jesus to spend the night with him. And he had said no. And now he says, I'm going to come hang out with this sketchy guy. And the crowd murmurs. They, they don't like it. And yet Jesus just says, like, I want to go to that guy's house. So why? Why would he have done that? Why does Jesus want to enter into your space and mine? When Jesus enters into our personal space, he does so to bring about change. He's not just coming to Zacchaeus' house for the food. 
Jesus isn't just entering into your space and showing you his love and affection because he just wants to spend a little time with you. He wants to change things. He wanted to transform Zacchaeus and he wants to transform you and me. That's why we do this at Renewing the Sinners. We believe the Lord wants to renew you. And when Jesus comes close, it's always to bring about life change. So what does Zacchaeus do? Well, he responds. He he declares to everyone, listen, everybody, I'm going to give half my money. I'm going to pay back four times for every place where I've cheated people. Now, this is a hyperbolic statement. What Zacchaeus is trying to do here is he's trying to go beyond, look, I can't pay you back, but I'm going to do my best. He's trying to say to Jesus and everyone else, I'm really serious about my life changing. Something's happening and I want to respond to it. And I want to say to you, one of the ways that we can learn from Zacchaeus and respond to the invitation of the Spirit is to be open to life change when God comes close to us. Don't just allow him to comfort your heart. Be responsive to where he wants to bring change into your life. So where's the Lord inviting you to experience and open yourself up to real and meaningful life change? I believe that that's one of the ways that we can identify with our brother Zacchaeus and that we can come under and receive from Jesus. Father, I pray for my friends today. I pray that we would find our story in Zacchaeus' story, that we would ask you for grace to look and hope for life change. I pray that we would not allow our mistakes or our sins, our patterns, our pasts to keep us from recognizing that you are looking to be with us. Help us to respond to you as Zacchaeus did. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you would like to continue meditating on what you heard today, take some time to recall an idea or an image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. When things stand out to us in God's Word, or in our lives, or in what we're reading, or in devotional talks, it often means that God is offering us His help and His guidance. When you have your idea or image in mind, carry it with you as a prayer, coming back to it in the spaces throughout your day. How does it speak to you and where you are right now? What does it say about God and what He wants for you? Speak to Him about these things. Listen for His still, small voice, and respond to Him as simply and as honestly as you can. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back here again with us next time at Renewing the Center. Mm-hmm.